thank you all. You all can take a seat. And our kids' ministry is out in action, I believe, today and doing some wonderful things. They're already doing some uh, great ministry there. Uh, my name is Pastor Chris. If I haven't had a chance to meet you yet, if you're a guest or a visitor, if this is your first time with us, just a great welcome to you, and I'm glad that you've chosen to be with us. Also, you guys online, too, hello. We have a bunch of folks that are worshiping online or watching us later on this week. We have folks that work on Sundays or for whatever reason, also vacay mode, right? Um, you have a chance to also worship with us, too. So we're really glad you're here. And even though it's, like, boiling hot outside, who is ready for, like, the fall? Can I get an amen for that? I don't know. I'm ready. I'm ready, like I like like, yeah, the not so like I walk outside and I'm like sweating as I'm like taking one step out the door, but it is hot, it is summer. We praise the Lord for that, but also praise him that we don't live in Florida. At least I do, at least I do, I'll just claim that. So, um, so question for you, we start out today. Who likes to go clothes shopping? Who li like, you like this? Like you like spend time, yeah, you like to go clothes shopping. Um, who does not like to go clothes shopping? Okay, we have, yeah, you kind of even, okay, if you're, yeah, nice, nice admit. Um, and who has been wearing, if you admit this, who's been wearing the same clothes for the last 5, 10, 20, 30 years? Yes, loud and proud. Yeah, you guys online too, go ahead in the chat, say your comments there. Um, but I think whether you're a shopper or a non-shopper, um, I tend to fit in the non-shopping category. I'm kind of like the woman on a mission. Like I gotta buy like a, something to wear for like a, a certain event, whatever. I'm in and out. Like I'm getting that, I'm leaving. Um, but all of us, I think, can usually, we can all think of like a shirt or pants or some kind of outfit, favorite pair of pants or shirt that, that you wore out because you wore it so much. Like we all have had that, right? Like we've had a favorite piece of clothing that you wore so much that you wore out and you just, didn't you have such a hard time letting go? Like that, that, like that pair of pants, like it just fits so well, like it, you went everywhere with it and you're like, no, I just, I, I can't. Like it's so important once you find that pair or that thing because it's just like, it's, it's like the thing you love, right? And you know what I'm talking about, like the pair. The pair but that when you throw it out eventually or it becomes something else, um, it's threadbare, it's faded, your spouse secretly wants to toss it in the trash, something like that. Um, and it, kind of the material is worn so thin and maybe it even has holes. Maybe you've been wearing it, it's been a holy pair of pants, right? You say that. Well, I had a favorite pair of shorts, and even in previous weeks, you probably see me run around the office during the week wearing that um, as, as it's been kind of hot. And, um, and let me just say this, there are cool places, stylish places to have holes, but there are not so trendy places to have holes. If you get my point. Well, two weeks ago, I was wearing my favorite pair of shorts around and I was out in doing some errands and things. And I wore it the whole day, went by, and I did not realize that I had some non-trendy places where I had holes in my shorts and nobody said anything to me. Maybe they didn't see, I don't know what that was. Um, and I realized when I had gotten home that like there was like a tear like right up here on the side. I'm like, oh my gosh, like I've been walking, I, maybe that's happened to you, maybe it hasn't, but it's like so, so embarrassed, right? Well, I love these shorts 
So I didn't want to like give them up. And so, you know, I, I figured like maybe I could save the pants, right? I can make a patch. I could put something over it, and, but I realized as I went, like, went to, to, to take the material that the, the problem was the fabric was just like so thin that it was like incompatible with any patch or any solution that I could put to kind of make it better that a patch would have made it worse. It would have ripped the whole thing apart. And so I have to say I had to toss my favorite pair of shorts into the trash can and find a new favorite, um, which I have yet to do. But, um, but anyway, we're in this series, so hold on to that thought, but we're in this series, Story Time, which is uh, basically a collection of messages about the parables of Jesus. And in all four of the Gospels, um, we have parables, we have stories that Jesus told. Jesus taught not through PowerPoint presentations, but through stories. He told stories all the time. And in these stories, the parables were to show what the kingdom of God was like the kingdom of God that, God, that Jesus would illustrate what the kingdom of God is like, because it's hard for us to kind of grasp different thoughts and concepts. Well, believe it or not, this idea of telling parables was not unique to Jesus. That it was a very common thing for people to tell stories and parables at the time, especially ancient rabbis. And they called parables handles. They had like a special Hebrew word for that. So they were handles used to kind of grasp, further grasp truths. And so we've been looking at what Jesus might be saying to us, kind of a fresh look at some of these stories. And today, we're going to take a look at a passage in the Gospel of Luke that tells the story of trying to patch holes. So this is in Luke chapter 5, verses 36 through 38. If you've got a worship guide, you can follow along. Also take that with you too if you want to do some questions in there or study throughout the week. It's also online for you guys. But Jesus said this. He, he told them this parable. No one tears a piece out of a new garment to patch an old one. Otherwise, they will have torn the new garment and the patch from the new will not match the old. And no one, no one pours new wine into old wineskins. Otherwise, the new wine will burst the skins, the wine will run out, the wineskins will be ruined. No, new wine, say new wine, New wine must be poured into new wineskins. And no one, after drinking old wine, wants the new, for they say the old is better. So what is this parable about? So uh, I think in my, in my study and, and, and prayer, uh, I think this is about a, a couple of things, but it's about this idea of transformation, containing transformation. And, and it can be kind of unclear about what this word, maybe you've heard of transformation, actually means. We have different thoughts about, you know, you've heard it in different settings. Um, most of our points of reference to transformation have something to do with something like, maybe like a Cinderella view, right? Like the woo, all of a sudden, it's grand, it's immediate, takes no time at all, and it's magically painless, right? Wouldn't that be fantastic? Or maybe you're a fan of... Transformers, one of uh, my favorites from, what, 1980-something or 90s, and, or maybe of grandkids. You know, once again, very quickly, sturdily, um, takes no time at all, magically painless, that that's what this transformation process is. But what we see in the ministry of Jesus is something different, that transformation is slow, it's uncomfortable, and it's ongoing. And like making new wine, we are to be pressed 
and crushed in toward a form that looks more and more like Jesus. I like to say this, that, that I believe that none of us are ever ED. You know what ED is? Uh, that means like the ED, like transformed or arrived, that, that, that idea that there's an endpoint. We're all ING. We're all in process, that it's an ongoing idea of transformation. And when we look at our parable today, I think Jesus recognizes this. And I think that's why he gives us these two markers, these two connected stories, to what to look for uh, as we experience a season of transformation. Like, how do you know that you're being transformed or you are in a season of transformation? Because that's what the business Jesus was in doing. When he came to this earth, he was transforming this idea of how God operates and what God is about embodied through him and this new kingdom that he was initiating. Well, the first kind of flag I believe that God is doing a new thing in our midst or transforming us is what I call a crisis of compatibility. Crisis of compatibility, something that we experience. And in the first part of the story, Jesus is talking about patching that piece of clothing like an attempt to on, on my shorts. Like, it doesn't work. Well, for a second, I want you to think, though, about another favorite garment that you had that maybe had a label that you didn't read or maybe your spouse or significant other did not read, and you washed it, and then you threw it into what? The dryer, and what happened? It shrunk, got very small, and is like up to here, right? Like fit the toddler, right? That, that kind of thing. You were very angry about that because you like that. And now, you know, what is that? 30 bucks just went down the drain. But most of the time today, like we have some items like that. But most of the time today, we have a lot of like pre-shrunk material. Like our Table Life t-shirts that we, um, we've been having, like they're kind of like pre-shrunk, like they don't really shrink if you do throw them in the dryer just by the way. But we usually have kind of fabrics that do that, that are kind of adjustable. But that wasn't what they were working with back then. Back then, kind of ancient fabrics, you look something like this, they were knit or woven, and they did a lot of shrinking. Like, I'm talking, like, if you would throw that baby in the dryer, they didn't have dryers, of course, but the whole thing would, have, would shrink down to, like, a small parcel. The pr fabric would have shrunk over time, and so you had to be very, very careful when you were mending something. And also, get this, people didn't have a wardrobe of clothes. So you had to take care of what you had. People would wear the same clothes day in and day out, so it was very important to mend things. But if you tried to mend it the wrong way, a patch would shrink, and it would make the hole worse than before. Or, or maybe, maybe there would be a piece of material that they would try to attach to the garment, and, and what would happen in that case is that that different material it wouldn't shrink together with the garment. And so you would have this kind of like bubbles, you know, that, that things would be knit on the sides and the whole thing would look kind of weird. Well, as Jesus, who is kind of our resident fashionista, as he's saying here, it wouldn't even match, right? It wouldn't even match. The two materials wouldn't be compatible. But I think when, it talk, when we're talking about what it means to be compatible, I think we can all recall a time when we didn't feel compatible with a space that we were in? That you maybe went to a group of people and didn't feel like you fit in or that sense of belonging that you wanted to experience? Maybe, maybe it's been a job that no longer aligns with your values. 
or maybe it's been a group of friends that you no longer feel compatible with because they never quite grew up. Or maybe it's been how you evaluate things or certain priorities that you have now are different than what they were before or kind of the world that you've been sharing. Uh, you know, I, and I think we need to be careful, though, of also using that idea of compatibility as an excuse, though, because it can also be an excuse to escape and not face issues as well. Or, or to think that, that, you know, you're somewhat superior and, and that you can't, uh, you know, deal with the thing that, that, that's going on or that's facing, you know, that it's, it's so important that we realize the source of that incompatibility. And the incompatibility I'm talking about is when we've grown in our faith and God has changed us as a person and yet we're drawn back into those old behaviors and habits and you catch yourself doing it. I catch myself doing it. See, this type of incompatibility without a faith context, it can be overwhelming to say you've changed and you feel alone or you feel by yourself. It can kind of lead to hopelessness or feeling stuck. But I think there's something more because I think encountering a space of incompat incompatibility alongside Jesus is a place that we can find hope. Is a place that alongside Jesus is, is kind of a signifier that we are being transformed into something new. And guess what folks? It's an uncomfortable process. A sign that we're not complacent, but yet he's growing and changing us into something more. And we can't go back. Well, we could choose to go back, but we, do you want to go back? To know that there's more ahead and that there's, there's a bigger story. And I think Jesus is saying here that when it comes to his kingdom, get this, when it comes to his kingdom, he's not coming to patch up our holes. He's here to make a brand new garment. Okay, he's not here to just patch up the little things that you got wrong. He's here to make you totally brand new. And that includes our world. That's what the kingdom of God is like. Have you ever experienced growing pains? Any parents that have experienced growing pains? Maybe you've bought certain amounts of clothes. I got this from one of our congregation members, Allie. She posted this on social media. Baby clothes, you know, they're too big and then they're too, still too big and then like overnight they're too small. So it happens like so quickly. Maybe you, you know, or your child, like, you know, start have like your, I think it happens like in the heels and in the legs sometimes, like there's like your, your bones and tendons and muscles aren't growing at the same rate. And that happens to us spiritually too. It happens to us spiritually that we may be out of whack. We may experience that incompatibility, that, that feeling to say what I was is not what I am now and it's not, God is continuing to change me. But I still want to say though that I think it's okay to love seasons of life well, though, to love the season you're in, to hypothetically wear holes in the season of life that you find yourself, but it's also healthy to step away from the things, and even I would say the people that no longer fit, or that you've changed, and, and you cannot fix or change without ungrowing or changing yourself back. You know, maybe you're being prepared to be dressed in something new, to be stepping towards being a part of that bigger story and that bigger kingdom that God has for us to participate and partner with him in. But I think besides that crisis of compatibility, that when we experience that, that 
God is doing something into and through us that he's in that process of transformation. But I think there's a second thing that, that we can also experience what I call a crisis of capacity. And I think we find this in that second part of the parable. So in the second half of the story, that Jesus is describing the practice of capturing new wine in a container, in what's a wine skin. And, and so, see, after the process of making wine, the wine would be pressed. You, know, you start out, what, what do you start out with with making wine? Grapes, right? And then what do you do with the grapes? You crush them, right? You stomp on them, do whatever you need to do with, with them. That's, what, that, that's kind of how they would process. But then after it would be pressed, the liquid would be put into a sealed container. And the sealed container would continue to ferment and expand. This is a picture of what that looked like in the ancient times. And so it would ferment and expand. But what would happen if the new wine was still expanding and brewing and it was placed in an old wineskin that had already expanded, it would shatter the leather. It would shatter the container. And Jesus is saying both both would be lost. The contents need a new container to be brewed to maturity. Think about that. And I think this crisis of capacity, it's a, it's a particular marker that I think I find in my life um, because isn't it hard to say no, right? Isn't it easy to take on more and more and be filled to capacity? We're in a culture that, that celebrates being filled to the brim. You know, we're almost in competition. Who's the busiest? Who has, has so much going on? And most of the time, you know, it's about keeping things going and about our own lives. And I know for myself that if I'm not careful, I have like 100 commitments going on and about five spinning plates that I have on one, on one hand and I'm trying to keep everything in the air. But in that, there's no room for expansion. See, Jesus, Jesus is saying the kingdom of God is about expanding, not staying the same. It's about expanding. I think that grows, that's the same for us too. I mean, could God be inviting you to partner with him in, in something in your life, to be a part of, of uh, an opportunity to, to work with someone else, maybe that's in need or a need that's in your community, but guess what? You're just too busy. You just have too much going on. That, that you're filled to capacity. You know, to, to think that like, okay, well, you know, it is all about me, but I need to take care of this. And uh, humility allows for expansion. When we're humble, when we make room, we make room for God to do the work that God needs to do. And dare I say, righteousness is what is rigid and that breaks things. See, Jesus is talking here about the importance of new receptacles for the new wine that he is. And so the, 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 the Jewish people, you know, they've been following this, this rule of faith, the, the laws that they'd been given, and they were very well-meaning, and it was, it, there was no ill intent that was involved with it, but just as we do in Big C Church, right, we can get into practices and we start worshiping the practices before we, and we forget the point behind the practices. Well, Jesus is saying, though, that he has come to initiate a new kingdom, He's initiating a new kingdom and a new covenant. A new covenant, not of rule following and trying to get everything right and make sure that you don't mess up, but a covenant of grace. And that grace overflows. Grace needs to expand. Grace can only expand. And some of the old receptacles, the people in the practices of that time, 
were coming, butting against Jesus. They were not able to receive it or to handle it. See, grace has to be received, that they were stuck in their ways and their mindset. And so Jesus, Jesus is looking for new receptacles who can receive his grace, but also to be transformed by it to be transformed. And when we allow our lives to reach ourselves at max capacity, we don't leave any room for growth or expansion. When something good comes along, when God gives you that nudge, it's stressful and harrowing because you didn't or can't create space to contain it. It's hard to celebrate new wine when we feel like old wineskins. And yet Jesus, Jesus recognizes this. He recognizes this and says that new wine is good for nobody if it's stored in an old container, which is at capacity already. And that's why I believe that when we feel this crisis of capacity, it's a sign that we're experiencing Christ's work in our lives. Paul says in 2 Corinthians 5.17, he reminds us, he says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. You're a new garment, not just a patch, you're a new garment. The old has gone the new is here. And that means that there are new possibilities. But the question is, are we open to it? It's a reminder that we are made into new containers, fit to dispense his grace in this new kingdom. But yet we're called to expand with it. And for that reason, we too have to walk through seasons, and maybe you're in one right now, of stretching and being pulled or maybe like the grapes being crushed, but also expanding. That, that it's to minimize the risk, though, of breaking. And maybe it's easier to escape from those, but to understand that that's what the process of transformation is about. And yet, just to kind of sum things up, though, what we have to ask when we feel this, what, what do we do, right? When you, how do you manage the crisis when you experience that of, of incompatibility or that of, of capacity? Well, I think the first thing is to pause and examine. To pause. To not get so caught up to say, well, I don't feel like, you know, I've grown past this or these people and I don't know what to do. And Take a deep breath. To pause, to pray, to examine, you know, where am I? What? And then kind of ask the question, what could God be expanding in me through this? Before running away or, or turning around, remembering that God is active and present and working in this and to settle in. And, and asking, you know, what is, what is something that requires vulnerability? How can I be vulnerable to be open to that expansion? Because that expansion is not an easy process. To be actively open and maybe putting yourself in a new situation or space, trying vulnerability and honesty, opening yourself up, allowing others to walk alongside you in the work. And, and I have to say this, our ministry leaders here, this is a challenge for you to delegate, to know that the spinning plates thing is not the best thing to know that the world doesn't depend on you and that we, and I'm saying this for myself, that we have to be able to open ourselves up to make room for the other things that God wants to do and give others opportunities. See, God is working through transformation, through like a crisis of capacity, a crisis of compatibility. He's looking forward to a new edition of a staple piece, changing what we look like as people of God.
And dare I say, the world needs it even more than ever. But we're doing the uncomfortable work to clear out what does not fit us anymore and to remember that just like I said before, we're always ING. It takes time. And so I would say this, always at this moment, even if you hate shopping, when you do find that garment, isn't it an amazing thing? That you come home new and excited that you're stepping into a new era, knowing that, that this idea of transformation is a process, it's not a destination. And that God is continually working through us, shaping us, maybe even doing some crushing, and knowing that it's a hopeful place to be in, that God is not done, he's active, he's present, He's inviting you deeper, just like he did when Jesus entered the scene. Let's pray.